Welcome to Leaving a Legacy, a podcast focusing on the legacy format and the New England magic experience with your host, Adrian. I, and I think Tin Fins is just, um, it could, maybe it's crack. And Jerry. I'm going to say two things to you right now, and they're going to contradict each other. Now we take you to the Red Room, where round one pairings have been posted. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of Leaving a Legacy. I am Adrian, and with me is Jerry. How's it going, Adrian? Uh, it's good. Um, <clears throat> Jerry, we're on episode 18 now. You know what that means? Well, scratch tickets and cigarettes. <laughs> yes, we can smoke. Um, there, there, there's porn. We can smoke porn. That's true. We, I mean, we can scratch it, and sniff porn. It, Adrian, there's this thing <laughs> called the internet, though, and I'm sure there's actually all of those things available. <laughs> um, okay, but you get viruses when you're like on the internet with that shit. <laughs> I mean, you get viruses in real life. They're just much worse. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you get the viruses from magazines and shit, do you? Yeah, that's true. I mean, no, it, depend, be, it depends it, on the convenience store. Uh, it probably depends on where you got that paper cut. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, wow, so, yeah. Uh, wow, we're off to a roaring start already. <laughs> so, episode 18, Sherry, this is uh, this is funny. I don't, I'm don't. i expecting it's just me and you, which, yeah, which I, I can't... You know... I can't think of, I can't think of the last time it was just me and you. I think maybe that might have been about a month ago, which is probably the last time I actually saw you. Yeah, that sounds about right. It has been a busy month, but it's good to take a good roll back, ease into it, have a nice uh, easygoing podcast. So, uh, I haven't had that in a while. So I, I do want to mention a little a little thing here because that was kind of cute. Um, actually, shit, a couple. Let's go. I, I want to go this way first. Is a uh, Okay, you've been talking about manifesting a Phyrexian Dreadnought for a while. Yes, yes I have. And, and I, I caught wind of somebody kind of giving you some shit about that. That it, it was like a magical Christmas land type of idea. <laughs> now, I'm not going to mention any names. Hate is going to hate. Is gonna hate. <laughs> um, Manifestor's going to manifest. Not yeah. as catchy, but it's going to catch on. <laughs> but, you know what, um, so, somebody was mentioning like a, a Magical Christmas land type idea, trying to Phyrexian, trying to manifest a Phyrexian dreadnought, and then here comes uh, Thomas Le Guin, and you know he he joined the Facebook group, and before I could even welcome him, he just threw up bam, and it was a Channel Fireball article about <laughs> manifesting oh, a Phyrexian dreadnought. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. The uh, Adam Bernalo, I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, his article. I thought it was your article, and he just like put <laughs> I mean, his name on it. <laughs> It was funny. I read the article. I'm like, yep, that is like 73 <laughs> of the 75 cards I was going to put into that deck. So I'm actually, you know, part of me was wondering if that guy was for some reason listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other part of me just wanted to tell the other guy, there's your magical Christmas land. <laughs> Gets an yeah. article on Channel Fireball. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I almost feel part of it was probability because I've also drawn up like 10 manifest Phyrexian Dreadnought deck lists so far, so eventually someone was going to have to write an article that was similar to one of them. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that, if the theory had any application at all, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a good deck. That was kind of the first one I gravitated towards, so I'm not surprised that that's probably the first one that got written too. 
kind of the blue-white control version with uh, Enlightened's, uh, Enlightened Tutor because it can find both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I built other lists as well just because it doesn't get around the inherent uh, problem with Phyrexian Dreadnought. The reason why Phyrexian Dreadnought Stifle Knot fell out of favor with the printing of Abrupt Decay was that if you got an Abrupt Decay, you were two-for-one'd because you had to spend one card, which is the Phyrexian Dreadnought, and then Stifle to get it into play. Mm-hmm. If they spend one card with Abrupt Decay to kill it, you're down two cards, they're down one card. And chances are if they're playing Abrupt Decay, they're a deck designed to two-for-one you anyway. Right, exactly. So that's exactly what they want to be doing. Yeah. Um, the reason why Manifest was so exciting was because you get to play the Dreadnought off the top of your deck. So it's even if they kill it, it's still only a one-for-one. <laughs> um, so it, it makes killing it not so bad. <laughs> right, exactly. So, but the Enlightened Tutor, if you're going to Enlightened Tutor to put it on top of your library, then that's still a two for one. But, mm-hmm. you know, it might just be worthwhile because the Manifest card gives it hexproof, so it's much more, less likely to get killed. And is, and is the guy you were talking about with CJ too, the, um, oh god, what the hell was his name? Will Bender? That, you know, he flips over for misdirection. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you want to get real cute, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, already, so you're, um, you're, you're manifesting a Phyrexia Dreadnought. How much cuter do you want to be? Yeah, but I mean, it's, what, uh, the thing is, you don't actually even need the Enlightened Tutor, which I like about the deck, is it also runs Jace's Brainstorms and uh, Sensei's Divining Tops. So you can set it up uh, plenty easy even without the Enlightened Tutor. So I think that's fine. I'm definitely, as soon as I get my uh, copies of uh, the Fate Reforged cards. I'm I'm definitely gonna put that deck together. So, so is this? Uh, would you have tried this with Treasure Cruise in the format? Or ah, uh, it's not really a Treasure Cruise deck. No, like, I know. I like you know, Treasure Cruise gets banned the same time Manifest gets released. What I'm yeah. what I'm wondering is, would you would you have tried this with a tre- with Treasure Cruise in the format? Does that stop you yes. at all with deck with decks being able to just draw extra cards? Definitely not Treasure Cruise. I might have tried throwing a couple copies of Dig Through Time in there. Well, that you could still do. Yeah, that I that I can still do. So Dig Through Time might make an appearance. It, it's just you don't really fill your graveyard up with that deck. It's a lot. It's really permanent driven. Mm-hmm. You know, Jace's Dreadnoughts. Counterbalance. Uh, yeah, Counterbalance Top. You're not really casting spells and filling up your graveyard. So mm-hmm. if Dig Through Time does make an appearance, it's probably going to be a one of. Um, the card I'm throwing in there that Adam Bernalo didn't have in his list that I really like is Thassa. Okay. So Thassa is an enchantment, so she can also be found with uh, Enlightened Tutor. Mm-hmm. And her scry ability works perfect with Manifest. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not putting, you know, if you can't find the Dreadnought, you can, like, scry, see the top card of your deck's, like, a land card and manifest it. And getting a 2-2 flying hexproof is actually not that bad in Legacy. You know, you, you can beat them down with two twos while keeping a uh, uh, a counterbalance lock with Synthase Divining Top and counterbalance, and then just beating them down with two twos that have hexproof. So even if they can resolve a spell, uh, they they're not able to kill it. Hmm. So I kind of like that plan as well. Uh, the deck's definitely very interesting. Um, the other versions are, you know, more Delver type that take advantage of Stifle too, more traditional Dreadnought, but I think this deck just seems way more fun. So now that Manifest is released, you're fresh out the gate again? Yeah, I mean, I'm getting, I want to get foil copies of Cloudform because why not? <laughs> I'm, if I can't, if I can't pimp out my Force of Wills, I might as well pimp out my brand new Uncommons. <laughs> uh, it's, uh... Time to raise the stakes then. <laughs> uh, foil Russian. 
It's like, yeah, I paid like $30 for this brand new uncommon card because I'm an idiot. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I draw the line somewhere. <laughs> you are. Actually, you know what? Now that you point that out, I'm curious how many people actually jumped on getting foil treasure cruises. Because yeah. those were like 20 bucks before they oh, were banned, weren't they? Oh, more. They were like, I saw some pushing $40. It was being played in Vintage. I mean, the card got restricted in Vintage, which kind of shows how much play it was showing. Well, yeah, I mean, when you can have Ancestral Recall and Treasure Cruise, why not? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, foil copies of Treasure Cruise were pushing money. Like, probably foil Japanese versions of Treasure Cruise, which is probably what the Vintage players were going after. I wouldn't be surprised if those were seeing about $200 a piece. Mm. But now the regular foil's down to 10 Regular foils down the 10. Yeah, I can still see that holding some value because it is still a good cube. Uh, I still run it in my EDH decks. Sure. But, you know, when it gets banned in Legacy, that's a really big blow for any foil cards. Yeah, right. Like, Legacy really draw, you know, drives the price of, you know, foil tournament playable cards. Sure. I mean, I imagine foil treasure cruises $10 because it's still in standard. Yeah. Standard players, I feel, don't really like foil the cards that much because no one foils out a standard deck that's just going to rotate in three months. Um, okay, maybe. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't play standard. <laughs> like, I really yeah. I really wouldn't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if people yours. foil out. We say, anything we say about standard is purely hypothesis. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't even, like, I know I know one guy who foiled out his modern deck, but he doesn't even play modern. I won't um, mention and, any names, but it rhymes with Mary G. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> Yeah, I hear, I hear he hasn't picked that deck up in like three months. <laughs> well, that's sitting, because it's modern. Yeah, just sitting on his deck, <laughs> collecting dust. <laughs> oh, man. I, I still, it's I don't pretty, know. It's pretty to look at, though. Yeah, I, I've got, <laughs> man, I, I, I thought about maybe trying to play a modern event just for the hell of it to see, because Pod's banned, but I still don't really want yeah, to. Yeah, we've, uh, we've been having some legacy drought lately, just kind of the way... What do you mean? Well, just the way timings worked, uh, locally, I should say, the way timings have worked out, I haven't pl- been able to play in a Paper Legacy event in a month, which yeah. is way too long for me. Yeah, I, I still play every week. The only, the only, I only missed, uh, I don't know, the one week it was pre-release weekend, and that's, that's fine. I mean, like, that was, that was <laughs> fine. I still played last weekend. Oh, yeah, because you went down to Ice Imports. I was... No, I didn't go to Ice Imports. Oh, where'd you go? I just went up to Spencer. They were, oh, okay. They, they, we had, a. Uh, we were able to fire off an eight man. Actually, it was kind of cute. Um, you know, I've told you a couple of times about the kid next door to me. Tim. Yeah. So, you know, we run into each other, and uh, I was debating what I wanted to do if I wanted to go do sale that ice imports or what. And then somebody mentioned, um, I think it was actually Kate mentioned, uh, when does Legacy start? And I'm like, oh shit, that's right, I forgot there actually is Legacy this weekend, and I had already missed pre-release weekend, and I was, I'm like, I'm shaking for Legacy, I'm like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go out there and play Legacy, so I asked the, you know, the kid next door, I said, well, I'm, I'm not gonna be going down to do, uh, Sealed, but you wanna go play Legacy with me? And he said, sure, so, I said, alright, well, what do you wanna play, and I'll put a deck together for you. And I'm trying to think, like, he doesn't play Legacy, you know, I'd be like, um, so I'm trying to think of what's a deck that he could handle, as far as like, you know, it really, it, you pick up a legacy deck and you want to get practice with that deck. Like, it doesn't matter what, I don't think it matters what the deck is. Like, you know, I mean, a lot of people, I, I find that a lot of people want to proxy up miracles and then I play them and I crush them because it's not an easy deck to pilot. You know, but, right. one, but once you learn how to pilot it well, it's a good fucking deck. And I think the same thing's true with elves. Like, 
elves is not an easy deck to pilot, but once you learn how to pilot it right, you can be pretty fucking scary. You know, and, and I find the same, like, the same thing's true with goblins. You have to learn what goblin you want to grab at what point in time. You know, it's like, all, all these decks, they, I think, I think legacy rewards how well you know your deck. You know? So, I'm trying to think of like, well what's a deck that I could give this guy? Where he's not familiar with the format. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna hand him elves, and then I realized like, he might just spend the day missing elf triggers. Like, Nettle Sentinel untapping, and you know, all the different yeah. little things. And I'm like, alright, so maybe elves isn't the deck to hand him. What about, um, you know, I'm thinking like Sneak and Show, well then he's doing like a combo deck, can, and, so I ended up, I'm like, you know what, why don't I just Sneak hand him chill. to... Good. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I would just say Sneak and Show, I feel, was probably pretty straightforward. Um, it probably wouldn't have been too bad. You know, the thing is, with Sneak and Show, a lot of times, and I think a lot of decks, the more you learn the deck, you know, of course the better you're gonna be with the deck. But the the more you learn your matchups, the better you're going to be sideboarding. Yeah, that's true. You know, so like when it comes to when it comes to sneak and show, you know, I, it's already a good match to miracles anyway. Um, but then, like, do you really bother to play with besiege you? You know, it's like what what are these? When do you want to sideboard what against what? You know, right? So, right. So, um, and I had already had a deck together. Um, so. What I ended up doing was putting together tin fins for him. Yeah. Because, um, because I had enough copies of Thought Seas where it wouldn't affect anything. Um, so I put together tin fins for him, and I think I dropped one underground sea because I was playing underground seas. So instead of the normal 61 that I've been playing, I took out one underground sea and made it 60. Mm-hmm. And figured he could give that a shot because there's sometimes where like, you know, tin fins. I don't need a whole lot of lands. I just need a land, really. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I handed him tin fins, and then we went up to Spencer, and uh, he had a blast. <laughs> he just, ah, sick. Uh, yeah, he 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 loved the deck, and he found sideboarding to be really simple because. It's not a bunch of, it's not a toolbox deck, so it's not one of us in the sideboard, it's like multiple copies of different things in order to protect your combo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right. like, um, you know, Chain of Vapors, more than one, uh, Silences, more than one, Serenity, two. You know, it's just like, if he's, if he's in certain matchups, it's obvious what comes in, and it's fairly, um, you know, I told him on the way out what I usually take out, and, uh, so I gave him a little bit of strategy, and he played it, and, it like it doesn't matter, man. You draw forty six cards, turn one, and, and you love the deck anyway. So <laughs> yeah, drawing <laughs> cards is one of the most fun things. <laughs> yeah, so he played that. He had a blast. Um, Kyle was out there. Aaron, Kate was out there. Um, yeah, it was it was a good time. It was a good time. I ended up I ended up taking first myself. Um, oh, congratulations! Well, Aaron ma- really made me work for it. Yeah. Um, oh man, he I, I played with him. Um, for first, and he had me at like game one. He had double bitter blossom down, and I kept joking with him. I'm like, oh, here comes illness in the ranks. I'm bringing it in out of the sideboard. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, it was, it was really, it was really good. Um, you know, I put, I put to back together. You know, just for that weekend anyway. I put back. I wanted to try to play shardless agent again, so I threw together a shardless bug deck, and I forgot how much fun that card is to play. 
Yeah, I've never had the chance to play Shardless Bug, but it's definitely on my bucket list. Oh man, it, that's that's a degenerate gambler's dream. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I mean, <laughs> off the top. <laughs> what are we doing? It's um. So yeah, that was that was cool. So so yeah, we had a we had a little bit of legacy up there, and nice. And then we had some discussion afterwards about uh, you know, it, I. I'm still in the minority, and I'm okay to be in the minority. I still would have liked to see Delver Band. But that's enough about that. (laughs) Well, I unfortunately have not had been able to attend uh, any paper tournaments lately, just kind of a mix of modern at my usual store, then the pre-release, then I was away a weekend, and then next weekend's the Super Bowl, so not going to be able to play Legacy then. So luckily I was snowed in uh, this week with the huge snowstorm we had, and I I got to do a Legacy daily. How, the, how was it? What'd you play? Did uh, you play I, that deck, Faden deck? I did. I played uh, Grixis uh, Walkers. It's similar to kind of the Grixis control list we've been seeing a lot of lately in the SCGs. Yep. Um, I go a little bit bigger, though. I add uh, Creeping Tar Pits for another win condition, and because I'm adding Creeping Tar Pits, that also ups my land counts, which means I can go a little bit higher on the curve. So instead of just deck Faden, I'm also playing uh, Jace's. So I'm running uh, two Dak Fadens, three Jaces, uh, four Young Pyros, uh, three Baleful Strix, and then a mix of, you know, Force of Wills, Brainstorms, Cabal Therapies, Innocent Bloods, Lightning Bolts. Uh, really fun deck to play. Uh, has game against m- most of the meta. Sounds like you're kind of missing a walker there, though. Liliana? Yeah, no, I don't... No, no, no. Well, okay, yeah, Liliana, but I'm thinking of the other one now. What the hell's his name? Oh, jeez, the... Red blue one from Return to Ravnica. Oh, uh, Ralzarek. Yeah, that's it. Not yeah. that you have anything worth untapping, but <laughs> yeah, Ralzarek. I, I saw the list was uh, Stasis list, which I thought was really fun. But Ralzarek's just a little bit too expensive and doesn't do quite enough for Legacy. Um, he, I can definitely see him in like Modern. He was very. I liked him in Standard, even though no one really played him. Hmm. Um, I played Standard back then, but. Yeah, Railsark isn't really quite good enough for Legacy. Uh, yeah, I did see. I saw. Was, it must have been the Legacy. Oh, what the hell? Legacy Cube wouldn't have the Time Vault in it. What the hell? Oh, is it Holiday yeah, the, Cube? Yeah, it was a Holiday Cube. Yeah, because they don't. Yeah, put, they Rails don't. Put, they don't put that. They don't put that in the Legacy Cube, right? Right now. Okay, yeah, so because I was watching, uh, well, Slick Jagger's stream there. He must have been doing the Holiday Cube. He had Ralzarek and Time Vault. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty freaking cute. Yeah, that's awesome. Especially because Ralzarek's ult is actually not that far away. I've ulted Ralzarek numerous times, and it's so much fun. Yeah, well, when you're playing with a Time Vault, you get turn after turn after turn. Yep. Yeah, you don't even need to ult him. <laughs> Makes his ultimate really quick and easy. Exactly. But, yeah, so in the daily, I ended up going 2-2. Started off really strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, played against a Sneak and Show player. Uh, that's actually a really, that's not a really bad matchup at all, um, because you're running main deck Force of Will, main deck Cabal Therapy, mm-hmm. uh, and then out of the sideboard you have uh, Pything Needle for the sneak attack, plus Flusterstorm, Spell Pierce. Uh, also, the fact that you run Jason Innocent Blood means that they can't show and tell. They have to have the sneak and show, otherwise they lose. 
because if I untap, I just bounce their creature, and then their show and tell is useless, or they make a, I make them sack it with innocent blood. All right, yeah. So yeah, that, well, I mean, unless they show and tell and Grizzlebrand and just keep you do- like the same thing with I mean, they could act like Reanimator. They just show and tell and Grizzlebrand and then draw into a Force of Will to stop you from doing your shit, right? Yeah, I mean, they can do that, but I'm also packing Force of Wills too. So yeah, that, but they're, they're drawing more cards. Yeah, I mean it's it's not like an unlosable matchup. He did, he took a game off of me. Game two, he won because he just got you know the perfect hand. He jammed show and tell on turn one, and I didn't have the force backup. You know, while well, well, we're talking about show and tell, I wanted to mention this, or I think this is probably worth mentioning because uh, it goes back to oh jeez, um, who was it that freaking asked the question to begin with when we were talking about. Sneak and show and Overmaster versus Jace. Yes, uh, actually, the list I versed, he played Jace and Overmaster. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was kind of surprised at that. <laughs> well, I'm always, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm not a two of Jace, um, but at least a one of Jace as far as Overmaster. I don't know, but jeez, what the hell was I listening to? Somebody had uh, mentioned that Overmaster in oh, yeah, that's what it was, Legacy Breakfast. Um, they, and they just happened to be talking about it out of a different. They were just going over the SCG top eight from Philly anyway. But the um, they had mentioned the guy had mentioned Overmaster in Sneak and Show is decent against Counterbalance because when they put the top on top to counter the Overmaster, then you just show and tell, and it's a top on top of the deck. Yeah. But I, I, I'm still a bigger proponent of Jace anyway. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm not that, really big on, on Overmaster works. against Miracles. <laughs> that works, but also if you're playing Jace, they don't really have very many four drops other than their own Jace. So if they happen to be floating a four drop on top, I mean, good for them. Yeah, but, and I, I still like through the breach with Besiege. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I actually noticed uh, Besiege was in uh, the sideboard, but of the one that won the legacy. But we'll we'll get to that in a bit. Um, my round two opponent was Burn. Uh, won that. That's I mean, it's Burn. You either <laughs> they either get there or they don't, and if they don't, you win. So luckily, he didn't get there. Uh, then I started going downhill. Versed Miracles, which is really hard for that, for Grixis Walkers to beat, just because Miracles just goes bigger, and a lot of your cards are dead. Like, your Innocent Bloods don't do anything. Um, the Cabal Therapies are good if you get them early, but late game they just do nothing because Miracles just plays off the top of their library. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's close, but Miracles just edged me out. Uh, so I lost Miracles... And then game three, I versed lands, which is just a blowout for Grixis Walkers. Okay. Basically, any deck that doesn't run Wasteland gets blown out by uh, by lands. Um, so lost that. Ended up going or, two or, or Blood Moon or Blood Moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. What was it like? I somehow won game one against him by just like forcing his crop rotations and beating him down with Young Pyromancer. And then game two, he got a turn one uh, uh, choke, which just wrecked me. Oh, jeez. All, uh, all your duels are pulling islands, aren't they? Yeah, I don't run You're any... You're not doing a Badlands at all? I don't... The only non-island I run are Creeping Tar Pits. Okay. <laughs> I run two Creeping Tar Pits, and everything else is an island, either mm-hmm. Underground Zeev or Volcanic or Basic Island. And then game three, he just got the... 
uh, what's it called, the Merit Lodge, and I had no way to stop it. Oh, but he didn't have the badass fucking Leaving a Legacy token. No, he did not have the official <laughs> Leaving a Legacy Merit Lodge token. <laughs> um, but it was good. I got my uh, Legacy fixing, even though I uh, didn't do that well. But mm-hmm. I played with uh, a couple of my friends, Ara and Mike. Uh, I like Magic Online, how we can all like chill on Skype and talk about e- talk about our matches with each other. Okay. Uh, so that was fun. It was it was a good time, but I'm definitely itching to play some paper. Yeah. Because I do want to play uh, the Grixis Painter Servant deck at least one more time before I switch to a blue white cloud cloud po- uh, cloud shift. Yeah. I don't even know what to call the deck. Cloud dot <laughs> dreadnought cloud shift manifest dreadnought. I'll have to come mm. up with a come up with a snappy name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got nothing for you, bud. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it'll it'll strike me one day. Like like Seamus. Yeah, if you ever see me if I if I call something Seamus, it means I'm referring to Deathright Shaman. Maybe, maybe maybe the name of the deck should be I can't believe I just lost to that hot pile of garbage. <laughs> I, I can't believe it's I can't believe it's not dreadnought. There you go, there you go. That, that's well, I can't, can't believe it's dreadnought, but manifest uh, there's something in there. There's I'm, something I'm, I'm in just, there. I'm just thinking you could just name the deck whatever your opponent says. I can't believe I just lost that hot pile of garbage. That too. <laughs> well, speaking of non-hot piles of garbage, we did have a SCG Legacy event. Yep. Uh, pretty interesting top eight. I like it. Good diversity. I like uh, Miracles didn't show up till ninth. Yeah. <laughs> just bashing on Miracles. Uh, yeah, just... Why not? Why not? Uh, um, Sneak and Show won, which is cool. Sneak and Show hasn't won in a while. It's it's been doing well, but it hasn't really taken home the trophy for well, some time. I mean, let's see. There's three blood moons in the sideboard, and second and third place were lands. <laughs> yeah, that probably helped a lot. That probably helped quite a bit. God, I love Blood Moon. <laughs> and our old favorite uh, Bosiju showed up in the sideboard. Of course it did. This shit's fucking Sneak and Show. So good. Yeah, really should be running. The sideboard of every sneak and show deck. Well, you know, you know what though, um, I gotta, I gotta say, I am, I am surprised because Basiju. I don't want to say it's a, all right. So I see a Basiju in the in the in the sideboard, which mm-hmm. which I'm a huge fan of, of course. And what surprises me is that, you know, maybe that's a player call, meta call, whatever it is, that somebody just decides that they want to put a besiege you in their sideboard, but normally you see through the breach in the sideboard also, and there isn't one. Yeah, I noticed that too. He might just not have had access to it. He might have just wanted show and tell instead, which is fine. You know, like he could do Ashen Rider for whatever the hell he wants. It's just, uh, it, like, um, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I also would have liked to see the through the breach. I think that definitely increases with besiege you. Yeah, I mean, um, like a lot of times, like against Omni Show, I would take the show and tells out and would rather have besiege you. Yeah, you know, and not that Omni Show's been doing good, but I keep imagining, you know, with Treasure Cruise banned, I think the best deck to abuse Dig Through Time is Omni Show. Yeah, I'm actually surprised he's not running Dig Through Time. This list actually looks very similar to the list we were seeing before Cons was printed. Uh, he's running Intuition instead of the Dig Through Time. Well, you, you notice he's not a pro, right? I mean, I, I'm just saying that because there's four copies of Catastrophe Probe. <laughs> <laughs> I you, like, knew him personally and we're calling him out. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. We were just talking about the Catastrophe Probe not, reference a couple episodes ago. Yeah, not running the uh, the Willie Jensen special. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah he's running Catastrophe Probe. I mean, I I think that's fine. I have I, a problem with running Catastrophe Probe. I would rather have Catastrophe Probe. <laughs> like, there's, there's some games where, you know, if you can, if, and this deck can do it, if you can show and tell in turn one 
Grizzlebrand and sit there, you're probably okay. Oh, yeah. Now, and the same thing with Emrakul. Now, if the first thing I do is Gataxian Probe, I'm, I already know what to sideboard in game two. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I actually never thought about that. That is a really good point. Uh, oh, there's, there's times where I've had people, you know, against Tinfins, I'll start to combo out, but as soon as I go to Probe them, they just scoop, go to game yeah. two. Exactly, or you thought seize them. Like, yeah. you're just trying to get Storm Count up, so you thought seize them, and then they like, scoop. Yep. You have no idea what you're playing. You could be playing Death and Taxes, or you could be playing Storm yourself. Yep. So you have no idea what to play against. So I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Gataxian Probe, just because it's, like like CJ was saying, it's uh, first to win two games, sideboarding's going to become relevant. Yep, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I can definitely see that. That's that's I never thought about that. Um, moving on down the list, we see Maverick making another appearance. I'm liking that Maverick's making a comeback. Yeah, I know. I was noticing that that there's uh, you know, two lands deck that a Maverick. I'm like, wow, there isn't a, like this looks like a field that Tinfins might have done good, and I don't. Really yeah, like exactly. Yeah, we're definitely moving now that uh, Treasure Cruise is banned. Uh, we're definitely moving much more towards a mid-rangey type meta, which I really like, which is why I'm also not surprised that uh, Show and Tell won the whole thing, because combo decks dominate mid-range style. Uh, what I do like, though, is that the Maverick deck was running for Living Wish main. Yeah. That's really cool. I so, wonder, like, you think that's just for Containment Priest? What's the point to that? I, still, I don't get it. Well, like, no, it's just, it's the tool toolbox. He has access to his full sideboard. It's kind of like the same way that uh, Storm runs... Uh, or even Omni Show runs Burning Wish and has you know like bounce targets and. No, he doesn't. Well, it's 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 access to most of his sideboard, but like his sideboard, he's got um, two Thorn of Amethyst, which is an artifact and can't be targeted by Living Wish. Yeah, it, there's, a two, there's, there's two Zealous Persecution and four Duress. So he's got eight cards that he like and Living Wish is. Ex- yeah, so Living Wish can actually get seven cards out of his sideboard. Yeah, but if you look at the seven cards, there's seven important sideboard cards. There's Gaddock Teague, which shuts down Force of Will, uh, pretty much all of Storm. Dig Through uh, Time. Dig Through Time, yeah. Massacre. Yep. Stoneforge Mystic, which is just your go-to kill card. So when you just all need, right. when you need a threat, you uh, pass Stoneforge. All right, so it gives him seven copies of Stoneforge Mystic. I can see that. Yeah, yeah seven <laughs> copies. So that there in itself is pretty good. Scavenging Ooze, really good. Seven, graveyard hate. Seven copies of Scavenging Ooze. Okay. Well, yep. no, no, uh, what, uh, uh, six copies of Scavengers. Yeah, six, six copies. Uh, Orzhov Pontiff to deal with. What the with hell's that for? Uh, although it gives, it's, it's basically a, uh, a sweeper for tokens. Gives all his opponent's creatures minus one, minus one. It's like a zealous persecution on a dude. Alright, so that also just blows out a true name nemesis. If it's not yeah. equipped. Yeah, okay. true name nemesis, uh, okay. lingering souls, young pyromancer and his tokens. Okay. Uh, Containment Priest, which is just awesome. I don't, I don't know. It, like, maybe against Sneak and Show deck, sure. Alright, I can well, see that. Or against Sneak and Show, Reanimator, oh, Reanimator is gonna be faster than they can Living Wish. Yeah, that's true, but uh, even just like Elves, uh, Aether Vile decks, it's real good against the Aether Vile decks. Well, I don't know, man. Elves, it's only gonna stop Greensense Zenith in Natural Order. It's not going to stop Glimpse of Nature, and they have no way to interact with that. It stops Dryad Arbor. It stops. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's still it's still good against Elves. All it's right. Not, it's not the best, but it's still good. Um, Ether Sworn Canonist is just all around good for Storm and other things like that. Sure. I just I I don't know. I'm just looking. I'm like, well, Living Wishes to 
that, you know, if they wanted to turn two Living Wish, they can't cast any of those creatures till turn three. And I gotta imagine most decks, like most decks are gonna want a Container Priest in use for, they're gonna wish they had it before turn three. And, and I could be wrong, maybe this is, I wonder if this is also just, uh, set up so that he doesn't actually sideboard. He just like, like Omni Show. Never used to sideboard. You would just have four wishes in the bo- in the or seven wishes in the deck, depending on what you built, that would yeah. actually access your entire sideboard as needed. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Hmm. Um, I can see your point though. It is very reactionary, and it's a very slow reactionary strategy. Yeah. He, he does have the Deathrite Shamans, which help out and power him out a turn earlier. Then uh, he's got Dark Confident to get him card advantage, I guess. Yeah, but it is. It, you're right. It is slow against you know the faster combo decks, but. Elves is slow, Sneak and Show slow, uh, Reanimator, if it gets a bad start, can be slow, and also, it has a lot of main decade against Reanimator anyways, with, uh, uh, Deathrite Shaman, he's got Caracas main, he's got Thalia to slow him down too, uh, so it's not, it's not terrible. Uh, I think, I think the Living Wish is more of the nail in the coffin rather than the reactionary, I need to do this or I die. Oh, I wonder if that's, uh, boy, that actually is pretty cute. Alright. I've never really looked at an Orzov Pontiff before. I don't do a lot of, uh, I'm yeah. not a Maverick. I don't I was, think I've ever seen one in play before. I was also hearing, I was curious to see, I've been hearing that that other thing's getting play too. What the hell's that Abzan card from Standard right now? Uh, Siege Rhino? No, no. It's, it's like a 4 4 for 3. They're a fucking legendary creature there. Oh, Anafenza. That's it. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's good enough for Legacy, though. No, I, th- I heard he was getting play in a couple of builds anyway. Yeah, well, it, she doesn't have an immediate effect. Like, she's a fat body, but she has to attack before she does anything relevant. I'd much rather a Siege Rhino. It's one more, but at least when it comes into play, it, it drains them for three and gains you three life. So it has that immediate effect. And the fact also that it's... Yeah, but, you know, oh, it's, man, it's you play... It's out of an abrupt decade. No, I'm talking legacy. It's yeah, like, I know. You just you play wonky cards, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's also it's out of abrupt decay range. It has an oh, yeah, no. effect when it comes to the play. Sure, sure. I mean, like, I mean, this is you're the same guy that plays like Thrag Tuscan fucking Karn. Like, that's uh... well, yeah. If you, can, if you can afford him, you play him. <laughs> yeah, I just if uh... I can afford a Lamborghini, I'm not pl- driving around a Toyota Prius. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. If you can afford it, put it in play. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's just uh, and whenever I start looking at like big casting costs, I look towards shit that, like uh, fifth place metalworker. You know, but I can't. Yeah. I, I'm, I just well, it, every every time. But the the thing with me is every time I look, like I have grim monoliths, but every time I'm like, maybe I want to play grim monolith today. I go right to fucking mono red sneak attack. <laughs> like, there's no, I'm not doing like metalworker shit. I'm like, well, how can I ramp out cheaty things? Yeah, the metalworker list is cool. My problem with it is, I I tried, I never entered a tournament with it, but I uh, play tested a bunch with it, and I always felt every time I played the deck, I'd either draw all mana ramp and nothing to use, or all big creatures and no way to cast them. It was just, it was too fifty fifty for me. I have actually never played it. I have played against it. Uh, quite frequently, but mm-hmm. I've actually, I've never held the opening seven in my hand myself. It, it's, uh, it's, I don't, I don't even know if I could say it's my kind of deck because, you know, there's like, uh, what the hell is it? 
silly thing yeah. Um actually alright, I've been blown out by Sundering Titan. Um there's certain <laughs> things in this deck that like I've been held back by Godolfa Forge Master. Uh like Blightsteel Colossus seems like fun to me. Yeah, Blightsteel. It's, it's just paying his actual mana cost, doesn't Yeah, usually when I'm putting a Blightsteel Colossus in play it's because I tinkered for him. But um, unfortunately I can't do that in Legacy. Yeah, I've never tinkered for him, but like you know, that's that's something that I could see myself trying a shallow grave if it was just as good as Grizzlebrand. But like you know, it's it's just it's just another one of those big uh, win the game creatures that I would like to fucking play. I just and, and I don't know. It's it's um, you know, and metalwork is a fucking cool. I've I've had metalworkers. I don't I don't know. I've just you know what it is. I think this deck takes balls to play. And I've, yeah. just, I've just never suited it up because it, it's, I don't know, it scares me. <laughs> like, there's no, <laughs> like, there's, there's no color identity, it just, uh, which, and you know what I don't see in this? Um, and I know Aaron would do it as all as dust. There's no all as dust anywhere near this deck. Really? I thought I saw, hold on a second, I thought I saw one. Uh... I'm not making it up, bro. Oh, uh, it's because it runs, uh, instead of all, all is dust, it's running the spine of Ish, Isha. That's usually in the, uh, all is dust, uh, spot. Yeah, that's a one permanent instead of all permanents. I, I think, yeah. I, I, and I, I don't know if you noticed too, uh, while we're that, on the topic of Metalworker, Aaron has apparently had it with Ugin. Did you, did you see that little boardlock he was talking about? No. Uh, Ugin, Painter Servant, and Trinosphere. And like, you just, minus zero, it blows up their lands anyway. Your opponent's lands. And they can never cast anything because there's a Trinosphere in play. Doesn't that blow up your lands too? Yeah, but you'll just kill them with a Painter Servant. They and can't do anything. Well, it, kill, it destroys the Painter Servant too. No, it doesn't. If you, if you, if you minus zero Ugin, you just, oh, <laughs> oh, I you see. just get underneath the painted servant. And I just assumed you were like, I just assumed you were doing it for like minus seven or whatever to like no. the whole board. Oh yeah, Ugin plus painter servant. Yeah, that's a combo. Oh my god, dude, with a Trinosphere too. Like I was, uh, um, because he kind of mentioned it quick, and and I realized what the hell he was thinking about, and like he he posted up, you know, um, his girlfriend Kate's been playing this metalworker deck. And, uh, apparently he played against Ugin, and, and it's, it, uh, it was oppressive. So yeah, I'm, that's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how much, I'm curious to see how much the game's changed now. You know, now that, that, where you get like Ugin and Manifest and all the different things that, that people are gonna stop playing with. I don't know if you saw this other thing. Well, we'll I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. We'll keep going over the SCG for a minute. But yeah, so, I've just never had the balls myself to suit up a, a Metalworker deck. Yeah. Yeah, I I liked it. It was it was too iffy. It's not. It doesn't run blue, so that's my problem. <laughs> uh, what are you? Are you are you surprised to see Dredge at sixth? Uh, no. I mean, Dredge is the boogeyman. It doesn't really see much play. If it had like won the tournament, I would have been a little surprised. But I'm never really surprised to see Dredge in the top eight. Dredge kind of just sneaks its way up the, up the rankings. See, there's a little there's a little thing with this Dredge deck though. Um, for me, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not as proficient a dredge player as, as say Jim. Um, mm -hmm. you know, there's, uh, like, you know, I look at the dredge deck and there's, there's four Icarids that are gonna keep coming back and smacking you, and 
like I look at it and I'm like, okay, well, what is the dread return target? There's one dread return, and I guess it's just the Golgari Grave Troll. Yeah. And now me, and that's probably just good enough, you know. And I see it in the sideboard there's Iona, and another dread return, so that's probably good enough also, you know. And but like every time I go to play dredge, I gotta stick Grizzlebrand in it. Um. <laughs> yeah. What it also probably is this for is uh, a way to sack the Icarids for your bridge from blows. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, he's going to beat with tokens, but you don't dread... Re- oh, what are you saying? The dread return the Icarids? Yeah. Sack to the bridge? Okay. No, the Narca... Sorry, the Narc Amoebas, not the Icarids. So, well, yeah, the Narc Amoebas happen anyway. I mean, that's that's dredge normal. Yeah, but um, you need a way for the Narc Amoebas to die in order to trigger the bridge from blows. So, say... And you don't think the Cabal Therapies are enough? Yeah, I mean, it's a one-of, so... It's no, probably just the no, the dread returns. Oh, oh, dread returns. Yeah, I'm just saying. That, yeah. yeah, that's probably just like a little bit of insurance. Okay. And then, yeah, it probably is probably just to get a grave troll in. Um, and then game two, it has the Iona as Iona the target. And Flamekin Zealot. Yeah. Like, and and like normally when I play dredge, I'll put I'll put a Grizzlebrand in because then if I could dread return Grizzlebrand, I pay seven life and then flip the deck, and then dread and get a Flamekin Zealot out. Yeah, yeah, that too. I I definitely like the dread return. Uh, with a better target, though. Yeah, I mean, if, if you remember, that's how I won at the uh, GP New Jersey. He dread returned targeting Grizzlebrand, and I misdirected it to a Stinkweed Imp. Uh, Brad caught me with that also. Where yep. <laughs> I think I think I dread returned a Grizzlebrand, and he misdirected it to my Narcomoeba. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty fucking good. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is you know, I'm just saying how I play dredge, but. The way I play Dredge doesn't get me to sixth place at an SCG, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, to answer your original question, I'm not that surprised. It annoys me because I hate Dredge as a deck. Like, almost as much as you hate Miracles, I just feel Dredge isn't, isn't, in the spirit of magic, it's Dredge, not what Dredge, you want to be doing. Dredge I like because it makes you play on a different axis. It doesn't just make you not play. The best way I've heard, I've described uh, and heard Dredge descri- described is that if magic was a game of kickball, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if magic is a game of kickball, Rug Delver is the kid who's, you know, striking home runs every time he comes up to the plate. Show and Tell is the kid who every once in a while just kicks the ball out of the park. Dredge is the kid who shows up with a badminton racket and says, I'm ready to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way you've heard Dredge Express. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like what are you doing? Like why why are you here? <laughs> I see. I I I always I like Dredge because it makes you play on a different axis. And, and the way it was explained to me that I liked was that um how did they put it? Their graveyard is their hand. <laughs> their hand is their library. Their <laughs> library is their mana pool. It's like <laughs> yeah. It's really awkward. It just it shifts the way the game's played. I like it. I like it. I like. Uh, it. I, I, it's um. I'm all for like shifting the way the game is played. I'm just not for like sitting down and taking out an Uno deck across the, across from your opponent. Well, you know, here's the other thing I like about seeing Dredge, and here's the other thing I like about Dredge. Um, and this is this is also just what I like to see about Legacy in general. You know, all right. So Legacy's got what fifteen thousand cards in the card pool to play with. Yeah. All right. I don't know how many decks, but actually, you know what? Let me take a quick. Where the hell do we go? Um, let me take a quick look here. I just want to. 
I just want to ballpark a number. Let's see. Uh, 30, 30. All right, so something like fucking 100 decks <laughs> we'll go with. And and this is... um, So, you know, Legacy has like 15,000 cards in the card pool. If I, if I look up a standard stats, I can find out probably about 100 different decks in Legacy. Right. Um, and the, the, what I like about Legacy is that your deck has to have a decent game against a field, but also a field of what's probably commonly played. And when everybody is trying to figure out how to beat Delver, welcome to Dredge. Like, yeah. You know, is, are, you, are you even prepared for this deck now? Yeah, it's you know, true. And that's, that's, that's what I like about seeing Dredge is that, all, like, you know, the main field of everybody wants to play this one deck, they're, they're fucked. <laughs> like, it's, they're not, yeah, you're not like, ready for this other deck that <laughs> nobody's prepared for. Yeah, know, like, like, people people say you have a 15-card sideboard. In reality, you have 13-card sideboard, because at minimum, you need to have at least two graveyard hate cards. Well, something. Like, yeah, okay, and everybody's playing Grafticus Cage. And actually, you know, uh, let me take a quick look. Um, you know what? That Metalworker deck, not one Grafticus Cage. Yeah, that's actually probably why Dredge did well, too, is now that uh, the Delve cards are banned, well, Treasure Cruise is banned, uh, people probably slimmed down on their graveyard hate because they thought it wasn't as important, and uh, Dredge was able to sneak through. I don't get it. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. People were using Graveyard Hate before to counteract the Delve abilities. Right, like, there probably wasn't nearly as many Rest in Pieces, Graf Digger's Cage, not Graf Digger's Cage, uh, Relic of Progenitus. Uh, Alright, because I'm thinking, yeah, I was thinking Graf Digger's Cage is actually useless against Dredge. I mean, um, is useless against Delve. Right, yeah, sorry, I, I was just thinking one-man artifacts. <laughs> okay, alright. Um, but yeah, Graf Digger's Cage... Even sneak it show. I, I, I don't see I don't see a graph digger's cage in any of these decks, and I don't see a surgical extraction either. And I'm surprised I don't see elves. Yeah, that's true. Take a look at this though. Um, is it a seventh place? I think uh, seventh place. Teamer Delver. Yeah, I actually I was going through the list. Uh, I noticed all the Delver decks have brought Stifle back main. Which but, they... did you did you notice that this Delver deck? Is not running Curd Ape. <laughs> no, it is not. Like I said, Treasure Cruise is gone. No reason to run Curd Ape anymore. <laughs> when Curd Ape gets played, something's getting banned. Yeah, exactly. So Treasure Cruise gone, Curd Ape gone. It was it was nice that he came back for one tournament. That was nice. Um, in his place, though, Stifle has made a comeback, which I like. I definitely like the Stifle version of Rug Delver. Wait a minute, are you saying Stifle's in his place or Nimble Mongoose? No, not in his place, but oh, okay, all right. As a old favorite that hasn't been seeing much play coming back. I don't believe they actually stuck a Fort Bolt in there. Fort Bolt was still Fort Bolt was always a one of you in beforehand, though. Like, was Fort, it? Yeah, Fort Bolt's just a value card. Uh, you're trying to get a two-for-one, sure. Yeah, you're trying to get a two-for-one, and at the worst, it's like your fifth lightning bolt. You just kill a Delver with it. Uh, okay, maybe. I don't yeah. Know. Don't they just counterspell it? I mean... <laughs> this is that shit. <laughs> you're still winning. You're still winning at that point, if you're spending cards on cards. That's what uh, Red Delver wants in the first place. Alright, maybe. Maybe. Um... Up next, Chris's Control. I mean, we've been seeing more and more of that lately. It's definitely becoming a Tier 1 deck, if it, if not already. Uh, this one's running the more slimmed-down version. Uh, deck, one deck, Faden. It's running True Name Nemesis, which I don't really like in the deck. True Name's not as good when you can't suit it up with Stoneforge, I feel. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I've... 
I'm still... Uh, Alright, True Name Nemesis True Name Nemesis with Stoneforge Mystic is good, no doubt. Mm. I, I still like True Name Nemesis in a Merfolk deck. Yeah, well, yeah, because you're augmenting it. Well, yeah, I'm augmenting it, and I could still suit it with a JIT. Yeah, well, yeah, j- exactly. But there's nothing in the Grixis deck that makes it better. Sure. It's it's just a... It's basically a... Del- it's a untargetable Delver for three mana. Yeah. And... Honestly, the extra two mana probably isn't worth it. I'm okay with my Delvers dying if I only have to pay one for them. Sure, I can see that. Um, he's running to Terminate main, which is it, is Term- it, Terminate has not been legacy playable in a long time, so I don't know what he was doing with that. <laughs> there are better options than Terminate. Is True Name Nemesis... Yeah, I know, I was noticing that too. I thought that was actually kind of awkward. Um, you know, as far as... Uh, well, I don't know. I suppose it takes out the big guys. Like, if somebody actually does reanimate a Grizzlebrand or... Um, I think the last time Terminate was legacy playable was before Modern was a format. Sure. But I'm still... Alright, is there any... Would you would you think there's any value to the True Name Nemesis in the deck to be able to block a Goyf? I mean, is there any sort of just defensive reasoning to play the True Name Nemesis? If you're worried about blocking Goyfs, that's what Baleful Strix is for. Because sure. Baleful Strix draws you a card and does the same job on defense as True Name Nemesis. Plus Only Baleful, better because he can fly. Yeah, because Baleful, I was going to say, uh, in my game last night against Show and Tell, my opponent resolved a uh, Emrakul, and I had six tokens in play off of Young Pyromancer, yep. and a Baleful Strix. He swung in with Emrakul, I sacked the six tokens, and blocked with Baleful Strix, killing Emrakul. Yeah. That was pretty, that was pretty fun. <laughs> mm. So... Uh, Baleful Strix is just better on defense than True Name is in the first place, plus it draws you a card. Um, where else are we then? So, yeah, um, Gr- Grixis. Up I, next, I as far as interesting, I would say in 12th place, that, uh, it's also a Abzan Mavericky deck. It's not really Maverick, though. It's something different. <laughs> He's just excited to see the Corsair. Yeah, uh, I mean, Corsair and Titania. I really want to put together a Titania deck. So, Titania is the commander card. Three colorless, green, green for a 5-3. When it comes into play, return a land card from your graveyard to the battlefields, which is huge. And then, even bigger, whenever a land you control is put into the graveyard from the battlefield, put a 5-3 green elemental creature onto the battlefield. That's awesome, because you play her, return wasteland from your graveyard to play, all at instant, uh, you know, comes into play, then sack wasteland, targeting your own land, and put a five, two five threes into play. So, she costs five. She does, but that's what this, that's what this deck does. No, I was just trying to think of like, that's, yeah, that's not as good, huh? No, I was trying to think of like some sort of oddball screwing around with her in a Caracas, but it's just not as good as Crucible of the Worlds. Yeah, Crucible Worlds, and, well, I just love uh, her with Wasteland, because if you can just get that off once, you're winning that game. That's 15 power. Waste your own land, just, or fetch. Like, everything you do with lands puts 5-3s in play. If you fetch, that's a 5-3. You waste something, that's a 5-3. You waste your own land, that's two 5-3s. He is not, oh, he is winning Wasteland. I got worried for a second, so... That's pretty awesome. He's also running Obstinate Bailoff, and he's running the rolling, rolling Spoils, which is really cool. The two colorless green-green sorcery. Destroy target land if black was spent to play Rolling Spoil. 
all creatures get minus one, minus one until end of turn. It's a fucking Colonian Hydra in the sideboard. Yes, there is. <laughs> you got <the> running... <laughs> yes, there is. There's also, uh, Stinger Fling Spider. <laughs> when it enters the battlefield, you may destroy target creature with flying for five. Like, there's there's definitely some questionable cards in well, the deck. The odd thing is, I don't see a natural order either. <laughs> so, it, this is, you got a lot of spiders in this bitch, jo- though. Giant, giant solar feud. I think he was literally just making a spider-themed deck, and it works. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Oh, look, he's got your Thrag Tusk. <laughs> he has a Thrag Tusk. I mean, I like he's running four Trinosphere, three Choke Main. That's pretty brutal. I mean, he's running... <laughs> <laughs> Tower of the Magistrate in the sideboard? Yeah. What's, um, what's the artifact he's worried about? Baleful Sparks? Oh, it, it literally says, pay pay one and tap it, destroy target batter skull. You give the germ protection from artifacts, oh, it falls of shit. off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's why Tower of the Magistrate's brutal. <laughs> it, what it, the fuck? It literally says, destroy target batter skull. <laughs> Oh my god, is that whacked? Yep, give the germ protection from artifacts, it falls off. And they just have a batter skull sitting there that they then have to bounce and replay just for you to pay one and tap it to kill it again. That seems like such a shitty card in a sideboard. I mean, like, I, get, I don't... like. Yeah. Alright, first off, let me preface that with who the fuck am I? But yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean... The other, the other part to that, though, is like, alright, so I got True Nemesis, so legit. What the hell are you doing with that thing? Well, it, it, yeah, you can also just slow them down with their other equipment spells, because it works with any equipment. No, it only works with the creature. Well, yeah, if you give a creature protection from artifacts, the equipment falls off. Yeah, but what's, what do you normally, like, alright, in most decks that I'm playing equipment, I'm usually equipping up my true name nemesis. Right. So, that's useless. Yeah, but, I mean, the batter skull, it kills the batter skull. It kills the token. It, yeah, it kills the token, I mean, which effectively kills the batter skull. And then, you're right, it doesn't work against, uh, true name nemesis, but it's still useful in, against, in other matchups and just, you know, doing it in general. Hmm. Oh, okay, oh, actually, you know what? That actually is pretty cute when you go back to that metalworker deck where they're trying to get Blightsteel Colossus with Lightning Greaves on it. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, okay, if, they have the, if they have the lightning greaves on it in the first place, you can't do it because of this hexproof, but you can do it in response. You can do it in response to the equip and still swords it. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, I guess you could just swords it in response to the equip anyway. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know, kind of shitty. It's, I don't know why it's in the sideboard. No, it's still good. It's still good. It's just not as relevant anymore. It used to be really good when Stoneforge Batter Skull were all over Legacy. Okay. It was it was like a $15, $20 card back then. And I just looked up. It's down to like 4 bucks now. Okay. Um, but, you know, if ever Stoneforge Mystic is dominating the format, that's definitely a good sideboard card to have in your arsenal. Huh. All right. I'm, I'm imagining, like, well, okay. Yeah, sure, we'll go with it. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, the deck Dex has some questionable choices, but it's definitely cool. It has, it has really cool interactions. Uh, it's definitely a griefing deck. Just chokes, uh, trinospheres, wastelands, all, all the good stuff. There's another, uh, 11th, there's another Teamer Delver deck that actually did not go with Nimble Mongoose and went with Deathrite Shaman. Yeah, I've been seeing some decks do that. I'm not, I, I don't think that's a good choice. It is running Stifle though, so. They, this is almost like a four color, cause they're also running Abrupt Decay too. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. So it's, it, this is more four color Delver than true true uh, team or Del- uh, rug Delver. Damn you, Star City! Why do you put the name there? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're also running two dig through time, which most Delver decks don't run because uh, it's a little too slow. So damn all the cages, huh? Yeah. Rest of so yeah. so dredge dredge made it past all the decks with cages, and all the decks with cages died to lands. Yep, exactly. <laughs> And then the rest of the lists are all pretty standard. Like it's all a lot of Bug Delver. Well, no, the the there's a shardless there's a shardless deck in fifteenth that I think is pretty odd. Oh yeah, and and look at it. Let me take a look here. And the only reason I say it's odd is the Planeswalker count. Uh, why? I think that's that's pretty average, I'd say. Two Jaces and three Lilianas. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Well, there's nothing wrong with it, but that's not... That's odd. Why? Um, three Lilianas seems very high. Like, uh, all right, so... Well, you would say more Jace's, less Lilianas? I'd say less of both. What the hell did he... What did he shave out of this? He had to Um, have lost something. He shaved the discard package? Nope, he he got rid of the Baleful Strix. Oh, yeah, no Baleful Strix. He's only running two him... Uh, and that's that's normal. I mean, there's two with this one. Uh, no, there isn't one in the sideboard. Okay, it just seems like a lot of planeswalkers. He's doing quite a lot of planeswalkers. I guess um, if Jace is a win condition, make sure you have one. Yeah, it, it's only three ancestral vision. Yeah, it, it just seems different. And maybe it's because he wanted to go through, dig through time over baleful strix. I guess I could see, but that seems it seems weird to be playing. And and you know, again, who the fuck am I? Um, it just seems weird to be playing dig through time with Tarmogoyf. Like going back to, I, I get it. You're controlling your own graveyard, but you get Deathrite Shaman to control your opponents. Um, it's just uh, that's um. It's it's obviously a good bug deck. It's just not the bug deck I'd be playing. Yeah, I don't think it's a like a finely tuned shardless deck. Uh, it's got to be pretty well. For, you know, it's got to be at least finely tuned for him if he went. 50. Yeah, I can definitely see for him, but yeah, it's it's, just, it's not the it's, it's not, not the shardless, shardless for me. Yeah, yeah, it's not the shardless for me. I think there's just uh, there's too many planeswalkers in there for me. I, I, I want uh, I like I like the planeswalkers, but. I don't know. Well, all right. I can see. You know what? The only thing I can actually say about that that would actually be valid is when you activate Liliana to discard Liliana. Now you have a Planeswalker to make your Goyf bigger. That's yeah. the only. That's the only thing I could actually see that would give that a benefit. Yeah. But uh, I, don't, I, mean, I don't think it's worth that. I'd rather well, have the artifact and creature out of a Baleful Strix in the graveyard. Personally, I like the one in twentieth place, the non charlotte just the regular Bug Delver. No. No. As soon as you said Bug Delver. <laughs> oh, come on. Give me Shardless. Give me uh, Shardless. But you, you just have so many more options. You're not restricted by Cascade. It's not even Cascade. fucking options. No, you're not, it's not being restricted by Cascade. It's just, look. You, you can run Days. You can run, you, yeah. can run, you can run all these other things. Yeah, welcome to a Delver deck. I'm going to play Force of Will and Brainstorm and Delver of Secrets, and then what else do I want to do? Abrupt Decays? All right, we'll do Abrupt Decays. Might as well do Ponder. It's It's a fucking Delver deck. It's choosing your flavor of Delver. There's no no creativity in that. Hey, I agree with you. (laughs) Delver (laughs) should probably be fans. They're always always talking about increasing creativity in the meta. Delver's probably the most restrictive card in the history of the game as far as, you know, 
if you want to build a deck anywhere similar to this, you need to start with this blueprint. You got me, you got me all fucking salty now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. There's not even a Jace in there. Get that fucking deck out of here. Yep. Jace. <laughs> oh man, I hate Delver. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, let me see, is this, uh, alright, good. I, you know what, I did see this, and this was actually kind of, um, you know what, uh, there was, I, I, I wanna, I wanna touch this real quick, cause this was actually pretty fucking cute. Let me pop in the hashtag legacy, and, um, I wanna, I wanna point something out to you. Karsten Carter, let's see, did, I don't know if you saw this, um, Wait, where the hell was it? Uh, yeah, it must have been this one. There was an article here. I'm going to pop this up in the show notes in a second, because this was really fucking cute. Um, Legacy. All right. Take a look at this article. Less treasures, more gifts. Okay. So, you know, uh, like, wh- so what this got me actually from was this Just Guy Control deck, and this Just Guy Control deck came in, where the hell did it come in? 22nd. All right. But... As soon as I saw Jessica, it reminded me of this article that I saw. I wanted to share this with you because I thought this was really fucking cute. So Down by Legacy starts talking about how, and this is an article for anybody that's listening out there. Um, Karsten Carter wrote an article, and it's not under the premium side. It's just under select, so anybody should be able to read this. And when you go down under the blue-white control under Legacy, he has a list that starts with two monastery mentors. Uh, wait, is this... Uh, oh, yeah. Three, three Snapcaster mages, three Jace. It starts looking. He's got engineered explosives and academy ruins. You know, he's mm-hmm. not doing. He's not doing countertop. And and I'm looking at it, going, okay, this looks like fucking fun. Yeah, I, this, this looks like a blue white deck that I'd actually bother to sleeve up and play. See, I skipped over this deck because next he talks about Grixis World Gorger Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, did not even notice. That is a pretty cool. Yeah, I saw the World Gorgia Dragon deck too with the Stroke of Genius. That looks actually pretty cute. Um, I just don't like that he only runs one Stroke of Genius. Oh, and the World Gorgia Dragon deck? Yeah, like that's yeah, your playing, that's your playing. win condition. I always like to run more than one win condition. <laughs> he's playing a World Gorgia Dragon. Well, think about it though. If he gets infinite mana, he's got four Ponders, four Gataxian Probes, four Brainstorms. He's got enough ways to get, and he's then he's got three Snapcaster Mages. He's got enough ways to get where he needs to be to get whatever it is that he wants to get. He has infinite mana. If he actually pulls that off. I mean, he also, he's using the failure drown yard as the other win condition, but that's a lot of mana. This really prevents you from turn going up. I'll go beyond that. The the, the thing in that deck that actually looks weird to me is there's not one in tomb. It seems like that would just make sense. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm not, you know, I I don't want to be, again. Wait, yeah, how is he getting this? This is is Garson Carter's article. Is he just. Who the fuck am I? (laughs) Yeah, is he just cabal therapying and thought seizing himself? Like, how. Yeah, how is he getting that world gorger in the graveyard? Um, uh, again, uh, I'm not Garson Carter. He's got the Desolate Lighthouse. Like, I. You can't really counter. Oh, and actually, the first, that, I guess you stifle it. the first sentences of the article is actually: I suspect that I might want to replace a copy of World Gorge Dragon and a few other cards within Tombs. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, I would definitely do that. Well, <laughs> Why did that not make the list in the first place? Well, <laughs> I mean, that's an idea. The other thing I've actually, I was thinking about it. What if you just went not necessarily mono raid because you need the enemy deads and the necromancy maybe, but where you did similar to Dredge, where you just. Pitch a Simeon Spirit Guide and Faithless Looting the World Ghost Dragger in the Graveyard. 
you know, you can go like the same route that like modern Goryeo's Vengeance does. Well, the thing is, uh, oh wait, no, Simeon Skiberica exiles it, so actually that isn't a problem. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, there's just uh, there's just ways to do it. But if you're gonna if you're not gonna entomb the World Gorge of Dragon, at least it probably should be a four of. Yeah. I mean, that's just my yeah impression. yeah. I'm sorry, Carson Cotter. I like your articles. You usually really give a legacy, but this is just a bad list. <laughs> well, no, I'll give you know what though. I'll give him credit. I'll give. I was I checked out this. Uh, there's some. So I, I watched the game the other day, and some guy was actually doing something with the World Gorge of Dragon, and I was just I was excited to see anybody do anything with it. So that's pretty cool. I'll give him credit for that anyway. Balls up, <laughs> good yeah. fucking job. But back to this monastery mentor deck. <laughs> yes. Anyways, good sidetracking. <laughs> so, uh, what's your impression on this? This this looks like this looks like fun. It does. I would and, like to see a couple more copies of the mentor though. Um, you don't really have another win condition other than Jace. Jace, Mentor, and enough counter spells to just do the same thing that fucking Miracles does, only without Entreat the Angels, I guess. Yeah, but it's, that's the problem, is like, Entreat the Angels wins on the spot, so you can get away with just having a bunch of counter spells. Here you actually have to have the Mentor stay in play long enough to actually build up an army to win. Well, no... You don't need to build an army the way the young pyromancer does. Your army gets bigger every time you brainstorm. That's true. You, but can, you, you can brainstorm, spell pierce yourself. Um, yeah, but they don't have will you spell pierce, and then you're attacking with four fours. The problem is, is they don't have haste, though. You All right, that's spend, a good point. You have to spend, <laughs> spend a bunch of spells to make them, and then spend a bunch of spells to make them bigger. All right, you got me there. But you can snapcast to the shit anyway. Yeah, that's good. I just would like to see more monastery mentors. I just feel you're too exposed. If those mentors get killed, you're shit out of luck. You basically are relying on ultimating Jace to win. Yeah. You don't I, really... just, I just like the idea of a deck that's doing engineered explosives and academy ruins. Yeah, that's good too. But I feel too often with that list, you're going to get into situations where you have them locked out but no way to win because sure. they, they killed your mentors before you got them locked out. Alright. Sure. I, I, I see that. Yeah, maybe... Uh, maybe one... Or, like, after. I would at least like to see, like, a man land or something. I just... I'm, I'm curious to see what Monastery Mentor can go into. You know, I'm just curious to see it do anything. And this looked like a cute deck that actually started to do something with it. And, and I was thinking of it because I noticed that, you know, so far... Down the IQ in Washington, we didn't see a single mentor. I was kind of hoping we'd see maybe something. I want to see someone put together a red-white burn deck with Monastery Mentor and Young Pyromancer, so people have a reason to sleeve up plateaus. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. I would love to see plateau in the top eight of SCG. Just holy shit! Did. Like, you know... arid mesa is worth more than plateau. That should not be happening, people. <laughs> the fetch land should not be more expensive than the dual land. <laughs> You know what? Let me, uh, I'm gonna go another way too here. So while I'm at it, we're going down the premiere? What the hell was this? The IQ? The SCG IQ in Washington. Yeah. Um, early, early scoop into Nicholas Ferno. <laughs> okay. And, um, because we played Sunday, he actually broke out a sliver deck, and I'd never seen a hibernation sliver before. And Hibernation Sliver actually made it into 26th place. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah I so did see Slivers uh, coming in 26th. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, the whole little meat, the meat hook deck. And I've actually, I've never, I, I've been getting more practice against uh, Slivers lately than normal. 
um, which feels odd. But actually, with the uh, with the deck I played, it was actually pretty cool. It was actually I forgot how much I actually liked a Shardless Agent. I think I could probably quit smoking playing that thing again. <laughs> Sleeve it up. Mm. Um, and then a whole bunch of other garbage. Miracles 29th and all that shit. But I w- will say, well, everybody else here is probably from around here anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Jake, M- Jake Mandelo made it into 28th place. And I, I get to, I've gotten the chance to play with him a number of times down at Ice Inputs. Now if you take a look at his list, this is, this is like the list that I like more. Um, and of course, you know, he didn't come up as high. I don't know if he had some bad plays or whatever, but do you see it at 28th? Uh, hold on a second here. I'm looking at the Slivers list still. Oh, uh, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Jake Mandelo, Charles yeah. Altai. So he's got the one mind sculptor, two Lilianas, two Baleful Strix, four Ancestral Visions. Uh, Toxic Deluge main too. Yeah, which is actually really cute against young Pyromancer tokens. If you need to get through, right. it's toxic for one. Um, you get one thought seize is actually kind of interesting. I I like the idea, um, you know, noticing about what Gerard Fabiano's been doing with Bug. You know, three Force of Wills in the main, one in the side. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like the one thoughtsies though. I almost feel like, what's the point? Yeah, I, I, I would like a little bit more hand disruption myself, too. Two, like, maybe three, and maybe a third him to Turrac. You're going to cascade into it. Or the only the other, other thing that looks odd to me, not odd, but the, the thing that uh, I kind of am a proponent of is to see a Sylvan Library. I'd like to see a Sylvan Library in a Shardless deck. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for degenerate gambling, but sometimes I like to have weighted dice. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, he's definitely more, more. He's more. He's more creature based and creature control. Exactly. And I, I like it. You know, Which, I, I, I like that. Yeah, it doesn't really make that much sense with the main deck toxic deluge if he's more creature heavy. Yeah, I suppose that's a good point. Like the only thing he doesn't deal with good is tokens. You don't see much of that. This just is like young pyromancer, which is that's going to drop down now. And uh, you know, if anybody actually plays bitter blossom, they catch me off guard. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> good, good for you. <laughs> you but, played a bitter blossom. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um. All right, so that's that's enough of that SCG anyway. And yeah. you're thinking. Uh, so you're not gonna be, you're not gonna be around Sunday then, are you? Yeah, sadly I got the, the Super Bowl next Sunday. Friends doing a combo birthday Super Bowl party, so I'm not gonna make uh, Legacy Sunday. So I'm going like a solid five weeks without Legacy, which is one of the longest times I've gone. So I'm definitely going through some withdrawals. I may have to do another uh, Legacy Daily coming up soon. This mm. uh, noticing. It's the first time I've actually seen anybody mentioning uh, selling an alternate art Ugin. I hadn't actually noticed anybody get one yet. Oh, yeah, I saw it. I think they're going for like around $100. All right, so that's everything out of fucking SCG. I did. um, So all the mail finally went out. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I sent uh, sent Braden a gift. I sent... uh, I sent... Well, I sent Evan a gift a while ago, and I sent Houston a gift. So that's all cool. I was going to try to send something to CJ, um, but I think I just actually made him up, and he could actually take a look at him and if he wanted to do anything with him. He can. It doesn't seem like he's uh, as interested in that type, those types of things. Anyway, um, <laughs> but 
what the hell else was I? What else did I want to go? Oh, so I'm I'm wondering if we should do some sort of listener appreciation type of thing. What do, oh. what do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, what you have in mind? You want to do that, or you want to wait on that for a little bit? Oh uh, no, we can do a little listener appreciation. Fan base has been growing, so I definitely love that. Uh, yeah, way way more than we ever expected when we started this off. You know, we were worried that <laughs> no one was going to listen in the first place. So I wasn't worried that nobody was going to listen. I didn't care if nobody listened. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that works. <laughs> that works. You can't be afraid of something you don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like shit, man. It's well, you know what though, and this is uh, this is uh, this is partially the origin there too right so after Houston was was showing me how to record and telling me you know some of the things I needed to do and we started recording some things we were handing it by email Mm -hmm. you know and there was just guys that we knew will email you the show and they'd listen to it and we'd get some feedback from them Um, you know Steve Doubtright was definitely big there Uh, Jay Richardson um, Josh you know those guys were really big on uh, on initial feedback and stuff and um but that showed me because you know some of these guys don't listen to podcasts at all, you know, and and like I know I like to listen to legacy podcasts, and that told me that like there's there's a there's a hunger for that, you know. But this isn't, uh, and I'm kind of I'm kind of curious what your impression is here, and I kind of like the idea of this not, you know, like this isn't. This isn't like my podcast. This isn't your podcast. I kind of like to think about this like this is everybody's podcast. You know what I mean? Like at Legacies, it's kind of it's not my thing. It, it, you know, the thing I like about it is it's like a group thing. You know, what's your impression now? Someone's been smoking the Native American peace pipe, talking about no my land or your land. <laughs> <laughs> this is well, my land. <laughs> no, I, I definitely agree with that. You know, that's. You know, it's definitely, I love the community atmosphere. That's, I feel why we're all drawn to Legacy in the first place. And that's what I think. That's, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely Legacy community is why I continue to play Legacy. It's, yeah. If it, if it wasn't for the community, I would not dedicate as much time to it as I do. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, I can definitely see that. Alright, cool. So, and, um, you know, with that said, and of course, you know, most of us that, so, Something that I'd like to give away. I have a uh, Exalted Angel playmat from the Legacy Grand Prix in Washington D.C. and um, it's the Exalted Angel artwork from the Judge promo. And I'll put a picture up of it on Facebook. And when this episode goes live, I'll throw a link up and I'll do it in Twitter and I'll put it on the Facebook group. Um, and it, to I guess to be eligible to win it, leave a comment. Where you see the link. It sounds good enough, right? Yeah, I like that. That works. All right. Yeah. Well, and then we'll just pick uh, somebody. Somebody who leaves a comment and uh, uh, humor helps tell a joke. Yeah, I was gonna kind of <laughs> just do random so people aren't intimidated. Yeah, random. But I mean, like favoritism, random. That's <laughs> favoritism, <laughs> random. That's where we lose random, Jerry. Nah, <laughs> yeah, Jerry, you just get extra votes. Extra votes. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see, and yeah, we'll we'll find a way to uh, to do that up. So uh, today's Wednesday. We'll give it to Wednesday the 11th, and then we'll close it out then. So, and we're looking for comments on episode 18. All right, and I'll try to keep that in mind myself. Um, 
I, I will also I'm gonna I wanna dig through find something special for uh maybe we can choose a couple people. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Well you wanna you could also do one I mean we could do one uh, next week too to close on the eighteenth also. We can see how it fucking goes. Yeah, we can we can choose a couple people. We'll um comment. We'll uh we'll get something out to you. We'll, we'll contact you. Don't don't post all your mailing address and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't bother with that shit. We'll, <laughs> we'll contact you directly we'll, for that. You don't want to be throwing that on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> our people will call your people. We'll do lunch. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> shit like that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Sweet. Top eight pairings have been posted. Uh, yeah, so that's probably... I think that's probably about good for now anyway. So the definite, definite thing will be the Exalted Angel playmat, and we're going to find a way to uh, get somebody a new playmat. Yep, and uh, uh, I'll, I, I'll jig up something special. Uh, yeah, and we'll come up with some more for next week or some shit. Yep. Cool. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll because February, February is Love People Month. Yes. <laughs> just love people. Exactly. So even if you're already a member of the Facebook group or you're brand new to it, just uh, we'll, we'll put a thread on the Facebook group. Uh, just comment, and uh, we'll choose someone at random. Or, yeah. in my case, favoritism random. I do like a good joke. Make me chuckle, and you will get an extra vote. <laughs> and, you know, here's a, here's a little thing, too. I mean, you could you could follow either one of us on Twitter, and uh, that's cool. I kind of like the Facebook group myself because I also I get a sense to see where the fuck everybody is from. And that's some really cool shit. Yeah, because Adrian's going to find you one day, and he's going to hunt you down. And then... Well, Oh, sorry, that was, that was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not about finding people and hunting them down, man. It's just, just, just uh, reality blending in with, uh, you know, entertainment. <laughs> uh, well, I just, you know what, I like to see, it's almost like watching a fucking map of the world and suddenly there's like tax going on it. You know what I mean? So like, we got, of course there's Massachusetts, right? Yeah. And then we got these people in Ontario, Ohio, Connecticut, Oklahoma, Minnesota, California, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Louisiana, Tennessee, Kentucky, Wyoming, and that's just fucking dope. Uh, Sorry, but have you ever heard the Mitch Hepburn joke? No. He's like, I want to get one of those maps where you put pins in it for wherever you've been to, but first I have to travel the top two corners, otherwise it's going to fall down. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's pretty fucking cute. So yeah, I just, but it's... It's it's kind of one of the things that kind of interests me too, and you know these guys can fucking hit me up because I'd be curious to know. You know we know Brad's been doing fucking um, obviously legacy up in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and, and then there's uh, guys doing legacy over in California, and I'd like to hear like I there's now a guy from Wyoming. I don't know if he does legacy out there. That'd be pretty fucking cool to hear what that's like anyway. Um, but in the meantime. Yeah, I'm not going to be editing a three and a half hour podcast, and I know you're running low on time too. <laughs> yes, I do have so, to get going, doing a little so, shuffling. So, Jerry, as we turn 18 today, is there anybody that you'd like to scoop in a top eight now that you've had your coming of age? Ah, uh, well, <laughs> I mean, after that, I'm going to scoop in Mitch Hepberg into top eight because he's awesome, and I uh, love him so. Uh, I'm going to also scoop in Snow because it gave me a nice day off work for free. Uh, where I get to do a legacy daily. Wait, what do you mean for free? They don't take a vacation day for that shit? No. Are you salary or hourly? I'm hourly, but they closed the site because it was the end of the world. And if they close the site instead of me calling out, I get paid for it, which was awesome. 
Oh, that's pretty fucking interesting, and they don't make you work from home for that? Nope. So huh. I got to play a Legacy Daily and get paid for it, which is a win-win situation. Wow. Um, all right, so that's pretty good. So you're going to scoop in snow, huh? I'm going to scoop in, I'm gonna scoop in snow. <laughs> because you like that song, Informer? Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, I'm, I'm being real existential this week. <laughs> I mean, last week I scooped in American Sniper, so I might as well like continue this trend of scooping in non-existent ideas. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I know that's a hard act to follow up. Yeah, I suppose that kind of is. I, I also gave you Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg is a real person. Yeah, I still don't know who that is. He uh, he is amazing. I'm going to show you some Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> all right, you do that up. Um, all right, so so then what? I'm supposed to scoop somebody in the top eight? Yeah, like real imaginary. I fucking scoop anybody in the top eight. What's this? <laughs> oh, this is a Mitch Hedberg thing. Um Oh, this is going to fuck my shit up, isn't it? Can I pause this <laughs> yeah, before I'd, it starts? Yeah, I'd wait. <laughs> no, I already clicked it, because once the shit They say the recipe for Sprite is lemon and lime. But- oh, okay, I know who that guy is. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's like a bad Seinfeld. All right. <laughs> you mean a better Seinfeld. No, worse Seinfeld. <laughs> just because he's um, a stand-up comedian does not mean he's a Seinfeld. <laughs> no, it's just that he... It, he talks about normal stuff. He just yeah, does it in like the, a silly voice. He's the king of one-liners. That, no, that's Penny Youngman. No, no, that's Mitch Hedberg. Escalator, <laughs> escalators can never break. They can only become stairs. Yes, right. Oh, you know what? Okay, all right. We'll, we'll I, go with this got, guy for a minute, because I went at the... Um, where, you were there with me. We, we were at the DCU Center for something. Yeah. And, and it was upstairs. What the hell was it? I don't fucking know. It was some event. Maybe you weren't with me. I think it was SCG. It was SCG. <clears throat> Maybe. And and the escalator broke. Yeah. And I went to walk up it, and this woman's like, no, you can't go up there. It's it's out, of, it's out of order. And I'm like, doesn't it just become stairs? And she's like, no, you have to walk down and around the hall and around the corner and up the <laughs> stairs. And I just looked at her like, <laughs> escalators can never fucking break. kidding me. <laughs> they can only become stairs. I don't know if they were afraid it was going to turn back on and eat me, but it was a little fucking silly. Uh, also, one of my favorites, I got lost in the woods, but then I built a cabin. I was lost, but now I live here. Uh, <laughs> Alright. <laughs> He's not good. <laughs> watch that video. I will. I'll watch that video. Um, Alright, let's see then. Alright, who's, who's, who are you scooping in? Uh, Who the fuck am I scooping in the top eight? You know what? Now, I don't know. Do you know this guy? Because I don't know how to say his name. I'm just guessing, though. Ara, Ara Tatungian? Oh, Ara Talosian. Ara Talosian? Yes, he's part of uh, my play group, uh, my casual play group. He works Sundays, though, so you can't ever make it to uh, that Z. But... Is, that, is that with an L? Uh, Talosian? Talosian? Yeah, it's, it's an Armenian name. Talosian. Okay. So... All right, then I guess it's my turn to scoop in the top eight. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna scoop in Era Talusian. But you can't scoop my friend in before I scoop him in. That just makes me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about your looks, punk. <laughs> yeah, damn it, Adrian. <laughs> oh, I'm not even done yet. I'm also gonna scoop in. Watch this one, Michael Giraud. No, you can't do that. <laughs> That's my play group. <laughs> I'm scooping in Jerry's play group and um and Stephen Hendrickson. And Thomas Leguin, because all all them guys joined the Facebook group this week, and that's fucking dope. Um, yeah, 
Oh yeah, I'm also just keeping Thomas because he posted that uh, sweet, sweet cloud knot list. The what? The cloud knot list. What cloud knot list? Oh, oh, that. Oh, Thomas Lequin. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, so now you're like, all right. So look at that. Yeah, so I scoop him in earlier, then you scoop, then I scoop him in later. Yeah, and you're like, uh, oh, you know uh, what? I'm gonna scoop him in again. Congratulations, <laughs> Thomas. You got the rare double. You scoop. got a fucking triple scooped. <laughs> All right, so I think he just took first place then. Yes, um, he did. <laughs> all right, so with that all said, I think we've we've done the scoops in the top eights, and uh, what the fuck is that? Is it? Yeah, that's the snowblower. Oh my god, I thought you had like a cat or a lion on your lap. <laughs> like, what video link did he send me? Yep, now there is a snowblower right outside my window right now, and it is churning away. <laughs> Welcome to New England, folks. Yeah, baby. All right, Jerry. Um, then I guess this is uh, that's fucking enough for me to edit together and do anyway some shit. So <laughs> I'm not gonna see you when I'm not gonna see you Sunday. No, no, you are not. But I will see you the Sunday fucking, after. I'm gonna make it to that one no matter what. We'll have to see if we get salsa up here for some breakfast too. Now it's it's like two clones. If if we touch, the universe comes to an end. Yeah, well then I'm just gonna go have breakfast at most Worcester and fuck you both. <laughs> <laughs> Universe ended. <laughs> I just had breakfast. I just had breakfast, and that was that was fucking that. Um, all right, so I'm not gonna see you Sunday, but I'm gonna go play Sunday, and we're gonna see who the fuck else is there. Yep. And then, uh, and then we'll fucking connect next Wednesday, and we'll see if anybody started joining on the Facebook group to win a playmat, and uh, and something special. Yeah, and then yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, cool. I'll announce it on the next episode. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's kind of cool because it's uh so there's a playmat and a surprise thing, I guess. Yep. All right. And uh, all right, yeah. So I guess. The tournament is over and the store is closing. Feel free to see us during normal business hours by emailing the show at leavingalegacymtg@gmail.com. You can also find the host on Twitter with Adrian at Mathema Trickster and Jerry at JMEE3RD. You can also join the Leaving a Legacy Facebook group to stay connected. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Fresh out the gate again, time to raise the stakes again. Fat my plate again. Y'all cats know we always play to win. GNG to the stars, son. Haters took the shit too far, son. So that's all for you. I'm wiping out your whole team. Out, splatter your dreams with lyrics to shatter your schemes. The badder you seem, the more lies you tell. The more lies you sell. Now by surprise, you fell into my death trap, right into my clutches. Stupid, you know the guard must bless every single mic he touches. I've suffered just so I could return harder. Wanna be the shit starter? Fuck around, make you. I'm harder, I'll make you famous Turn around and make you nameless Cause you never understood how vital to me this rap game is Save it
keep it and hold that, you catch a hot one. Rise to chase a fake nigga down soon as I spot one. Clip. So if you stand in my way, I'ma have to spray Learn that if you come against me, son, you're gonna have to pray Since back in the day, I held the weight and kept my head up They wanna see the guard catch a L, it's all a setup I give no man a thing power over me Why these niggas so jealous and looking sour over me? I'm bold G, I'm like impossible to stop I'm like that nigga in the ring with you, impossible to drop I'm like two magazines fully loaded to your one Plus I ain't gonna quit spitting till you're done Plus, more than ever, I got my whole shit together More than a decade of hits that'll live forever Catch a rep of my name, you're bound to fry Know how many niggas and I know, it's down to die We never fail, and we ain't never been frail You niggas talk crime, but you scared of jail Full clip, you wanna mess with this Gangstar, one of the best yet I'm nice like that It's all good, in this business a rep Full clip, you wanna mess with this Attacking like a slick Apache, lyrics are trigger happy, blowing back your wig piece just for the way you're looking at me. Cock back, blow, I hit you up right now. I don't know why so many of y'all wanna be thugs anyhow. Face the consequence of your childish nonsense. I can make your head explode just by my lyrical content. Get you in my scope and metaphorically snipe ya. I never liked ya. I gas that ass and then ignite ya. The flamethrower, make your peeps afraid to know ya. How many times I told ya? Play your position, small soldier. My heart is colder, makes me wanna resort to violence. Stop beating me in the head, son. Nah, I'm not. I'm ready to blast, ready to surpass and harass. I'm ready to flip, yeah, and ready to dip with all the cash. I hold my chrome steady with a tight grip. So watch it on already, cause this one might hit. Full clip. You wanna mess with this? Gangstar, one of the best yet. I'm nice like that. It's all good in this business, a rep. Full clip. You wanna mess with this? Gangstar, the best yet. I'm nice like that. So I suggest you take a rest. <laughs>